everybody. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody's doing well out there uh, as we get into this holiday season. I had some thoughts that I wanted to share uh, today. I had this realization the other night about the reality of nature, and it came together after I had uh, watched a lot of nutrition YouTube videos. In particular, I was watching a bunch of vegan videos, especially vegans who have been, you know, at it for many years and they're beginning to have some health problems. Now, this doesn't happen to all vegans, uh, but what is really interesting is just how many do start to have problems and how uh, they go through these very distinct phases. So I want to talk about that today. So this first phase they go through, which it's amazing how many it does happen to, but at first, you know, they get on this diet And a lot of them have this honeymoon period where they feel great. Uh, They usually drop some weight. Their mind becomes clearer, more buoyant. They have more energy. uh, Their skin looks better. Maybe they sleep deeper. They have less pain, less inflammation. Overall, it's just, it's a very positive experience uh, that leaves a very lasting mark, I think, on on many of them. And can't you see kind of how that would be the case, that it would just kind of leave that lasting mark on them. It's really kind of like a seeing is believing moment for many of them, especially uh, after they've been eating meat for such a long time. And this honeymoon period can last a long time. It can last for a year or longer. Uh, it's, It's not uncommon to see YouTube vegans just exclaim in wonderment, why everyone is not vegan, you know, with these amazing health benefits. That That's like one way, uh, as I was watching, that I could tell that they were they were still in this honeymoon phase. So that's the first phase uh, that many, many of these vegans go through. And it lays the foundation for the heartbreak that comes later. Um, as time goes on, they start to get into this next phase, which is kind of like a breakdown phase, where these symptoms begin to pop up. Uh, Their skin may start to erupt with acne and boils. Uh, They begin to get headaches and have low energy. Uh, Emotionally, they begin to destabilize. Uh, There's this very common stereotype about vegans that they ascribe to a philosophy of kindness and empathy. But in reality, they are emotional and they swing from anxiety to anger to bliss to depression and then back again. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy little situation, uh, but they've been told that veggies and fruits are very cleansing for the body and help get rid of the toxins. So they will ascribe these symptoms, the emotions and, and the skin eruptions and stuff as detox, like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm getting rid of the bad stuff, you know, and it's amazing just how widespread this belief is on on these you know youtube vegans like a vegan talking about detox it's kind of like an alcoholic talking about quitting drinking i mean it just it happens all the time so so just like put yourself in their mindset they have had this amazing honeymoon period where they feel like they have a new lease on life uh and they've felt that way for many months and sometimes years and now all of a sudden they're not feeling that great. Wouldn't it be tempting to say, 
it's not veganism that's wrong, you know, it's, it's the detox. My body is getting rid of the bad stuff that it has accumulated all these years. Uh, all the heavy metals and pesticides and antibiotics uh, from meat and other things they've been eating. And isn't it true that we are exposed to so many toxins, you know, just in our daily lives? So this must be detox. And at its core, you know, isn't it just a comforting thought that really all this suffering that they're going through is leading to a better place? And add into that the fact that, you know, they're seeing all over YouTube and Instagram these uh, these vegans who seem to be leading an idyllic life. You know, they're skinny, smiling all the time, going swimming in far-off locations, you know, jumping off high places into the water. So there's all these pressures in their head that it, it just can't be veganism. It can't be the diet. And the tragedy is that they are, in fact, having the opposite problem. They are not getting the amino acids that are in meat, like uh, methionine, which helps the liver detox. Now, I know vegans will say, well, I can get all the protein I need from plant sources. And I'm, I'm not here to completely debunk the nutritional aspects of veganism or anything. Uh, there's plenty of long videos on that if you're interested. But I'm just telling you, like from someone who's been both a meat eater and a vegetarian, and I've seen a lot of others go through that cycle, nothing really compares to animal protein. Like no protein powders, no rice bean combo. It just doesn't really compare. So they are correct when they say they are full of toxins, but they are experiencing the opposite. They're experiencing toxic buildup, not toxic excretion, which makes me think, kind of about that whole idea like i i don't know how that idea gained so much momentum over the years that these there's toxic excretion and that's supposed to hurt and feel bad like you know just by logic if you think about that shouldn't that feel good right like getting rid of bad stuff isn't that a good feeling but somehow people detox for tons of years and and just feel awful and i i know i've been there i did that uh, with with hair mineral testing just felt bad all the time detoxing detoxing it's, it's almost like you're trapped by the idea or a slave to it. It's just, it's just really strange. Anyway, as time goes on, uh, the vegan who is past the honeymoon period and into the breakdown period, they get worse. Uh, so their skin becomes tight and aged looking. Uh, they lose muscle mass as well as fat. Uh, if they're extreme, like fruitarian, where they're just eating fruit, uh, you can sometimes see something called a uh, vegan neck where, where they lose most of the fat that is in their neck. And so it becomes very thin and you can see all the veins and arteries very clearly. And I found all this stuff out from watching videos of people commenting on vegans over time. So it's like, look at this person who was a vegan on year one. Now look at them at year five, you know, and you can see this vegan neck coming out. Um, so, you know, that might happen. They might get vegan hair, which is very wispy and thin. Uh, their cheeks become sunken and the skin over their face gets this kind of tight look like it's being stretched in this unnatural way. Uh, you kind of, when you see it, you're like, there's something up there. You'll, you'll know it when you see it. Now, hopefully at this point, they wake up, right? And they, they realize something's wrong. But usually it takes losing teeth or you know, some kind of catastrophic health issue before they really start to question whether veganism is the problem. But often, they go much farther 
than reasonable people would expect. Like many almost die before they go, you know, maybe something's not right here. And I think most people viewing this or listening would ask, you know, why do they push the diet so hard? I, I mean, I know I asked that, like, you know, it's so obviously not working for them. Why do they keep pushing it? And I think there's a few factors that go into that. So first, the honeymoon period has this pull and the promise that if they just get through this most recent detox, they will be back to that paradise that they remember. The honeymoon period is incredibly powerful. Like one thing I learned from my spiritual phase in my 20s, like I I was really into meditating and breathing exercises and going to courses and living in India for a few months. And one thing I learned is if you are ever a part of any class or course where they uh, require you to eat very light foods like vegetables and fruits and avoid meats and heavier soups and, and that kind of thing, you're going to get spacey and disassociated from your body and your past and your emotions. It's just, it's kind of this natural thing that happens when you eat very light foods. And often this is very pleasurable and it's, it's very freeing for people. And it almost doesn't matter what the course is about because the light foods are going to give you that honeymoon period feeling. And it is so powerful that whatever they are selling in the course is going to become associated with the positivity of those feelings. And let me just tell you, as somebody who uh, is in sales, association is one of the most powerful tools you can use. You want whatever you're selling to be associated with positive things because people do not often pay attention to the different connections with what they are viewing are. If something feels good, then what they are viewing must be good. They don't, they don't take that extra step to really realize what associations are kind of pushing them towards. So that's the first reason. Second reason why the vegans are not realizing this diet is hurting them, usually they're testing out different foods, uh, different supplements, and at times they get hope, you know, they're, that they're on the right track. So, I mean, it isn't just this one big downhill slope where they're just getting sicker and sicker and sicker. There's moments of hope, you know, kind of keeping them hanging on. Third, they often experience terrible brain fog and they can't really think all that well. So, they just follow the advice of other vegans who are living fake lives on Instagram. You know, brain fog, it's very often mentioned by long-term vegans. It's, it's amazing how prevalent it is. And they, they become very slow mentally, which makes it hard to reason their way out of, you know, whatever downward, downward spiral that they're in. Fourth, uh, being skinny is so rewarded in our culture here in the U.S., especially for women, but but guys too. Uh, so people are willing to make great sacrifices to remain skinny, even losing muscle or compromising their health in some way. People want to be skinny. Fifth, and this is the main point that I want to talk about today. If they reject veganism they must accept realities about the world and nature that would really force them to change the very core of what they believe about right and wrong. Uh, Their moral soul, for lack of a better word, is, is on the line and it is connected with veganism. And if veganism is wrong, then, you know, their entire roadmap of the world is wrong. And don't we know from history that often people would just rather die than give up their beliefs that are hurting them? I I think 
there are many examples that you could think of when that's the case. So the title of this show is named after uh, a pretty sweet Smashing Pumpkin lyric, but it's also about how nature works. So let's think for a second about nature and how it it does what it does. And, And by nature, I just mean the biological processes that are shared by us and all other life on the planet. So think about the trees and how they survive on sunlight or the cows and other herbivores who live on the plants and the trees or how carnivores, you know, live on other animals. The core characteristic of nature is feeding on other life and energy to give itself life. And you could call this vampiric. Now, everything is feeding basically on something else to be alive, from bacteria all the way up to redwood trees. I mean, if you think about it, doesn't that make sense? I mean, can you think of an animal or plant that doesn't feed on something else in some way? Can you think of something that is... Uh, complete within itself, like a closed system without needing any other inputs to live? Because I can't. Now, you may say, well, trees feed on the sun, and the sun isn't alive in the same way as a lion feeding on a zebra. And this is the this is the point that the vegans make when they eat plants. You know, plants are not conscious, and so eating them is more moral than eating chicken. But the vampire principle is the same in all life. It's just It's just different by degree. So vegans are saying, you know, killing and eating in this way is better than killing and eating in that way, which may be true. I'm I'm not saying it's it's total, like they, they don't have a point. They may have a point, but the underlying principle is that killing and eating is wrong by definition. So if you go by vegan principles, which are saying this vampirism of nature is wrong, which is how all of nature operates, you know, isn't this belief system by its very definition anti-nature or anti-life? I mean, if it's immoral to eat animals and you can be a little less immoral by eating plants, but the principle that is immoral is that feeding on other things to live is wrong, then that has to be anti-life. I hope that makes sense. So from the point of view of nature, Being healthy means being a good vampire in some ways. You know, good health means being the best at feeding on whatever your food source is, whatever that, whatever that might be, um, to make yourself stronger, stronger. Now, now think about that for a second. Does that conflict with any of your inner beliefs? You know, do you kind of scoff and say, I I don't want to be a vampire. I want to give life. I want to be kind and giving and vampires are parasites. I think many people would probably say this, but you know, what is it that enables you to be kind and giving? What gives your body the energy to do that? Well, it's the things you eat and think of how many living things had to die to fill your plate. Now you may be, you may be doing good work with those calories. I'm I'm not saying you're not, uh, but the foundation of the building is the life of other things. Now, in modern times, it is totally sanitized, so you don't know how much of a vampire you are. You know, you don't kill a cow with a spear and bite into its neck as it's dying. Um, You get a very shrink-wrapped piece of meat, which you then cook and make it look really nice before you eat it. Um, You also don't see all the bacteria or field mice that are killed when your vegetables are harvested. Uh, You don't hear the plants cry out in pain as they are made into salads. I mean, they could be, you know, some scientists think they do, you know, you you vegans maybe, 
terrible plant tortures for all you know their cries are just inaudible the the point is the vampiric quality of nature is sanitized you know it, it's really hidden from us most of the time it's prepackaged and pleasant so we really don't have to experience it and this leads to this widespread belief that we can kind of get away from this this world of vampires but can we you know can we really like let's let's think about not just the food we eat. Um, let, let's let's move on from from just nutrition. Let's think about our interactions with other people. Can people be vampires to each other? Well, are there emotional vampires out there? If you've ever worked in retail, uh, like I have, and, and many other people listening to this have, you know the answer is yes. There are people who you know you may only talk to for a few minutes, but they totally exhaust you. Now, strangely, there is this overlap between vegans and emotional vampires and my opinion is just just my opinion from observation when someone doesn't get the proper nutrition you know they may start looking to get sustenance by feeding on other people's emotions almost like by rejecting one level of vampirism with food it gets channeled into another so when i worked at healthy habit uh there was this lady who would come in who constantly starved herself there, there were a lot of crazy people who came in to healthy habit but she was convinced that she was full of parasites and bacteria and the only way to get them out was to starve them so she she would eat very little she was also an emotional vampire she would drain you of your life force rapidly if you had any interaction with you she always she wanted hugs and and would just oh you just felt drained now, doesn't it make sense that if you're in poor health and poor nutritional health and you had this mental block like veganism or this lady's, you know, parasites or whatever uh, that said you are not allowed to eat good nutrition, uh, that you would seek that nutrition in some other way, like feeding on people's emotions? That makes sense to me. Now, what about children? Uh, have you ever heard of someone call their children little vampires? This, this makes a kind of sense. You know, this is how nature sets it up, I think. Uh, children, they're supposed to be vampires. Uh, I mean, babies who are, are breastfed are, are actually just sucking the life out of their mom. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty close to just being a vampire. The only justice is that at least when, you know, they have kids, those kids will be vampires on them, you know, so circle of life and all that. But what happens if the parents don't understand this dynamic and they're vampires on their own children? Well, you can probably think of some parents and kids who fit this description and, and you know how destructive that can be. But how about uh, relationships like friendships and marriage? Well, a healthy relationship is characterized by good boundaries that say, okay, you know, you're going to get your needs met in this way. I'm going to get my needs met in this way. You know, maybe some other way. Maybe that's overlapping. And we're going to both you know, build this relationship or whatever together while feeling healthy and energetic. And if any unallowed vampirism sneaks in, you know, if somebody's trying to get something for free and I'm feeling taken advantage of, well, there's going to be a problem or a fight and the boundaries are going to need to be rehashed. So anyway, let's, uh, let's get back to vegans. So have you, have you ever had the thought that this world is so full of suffering and stupidity and pain and isn't there something more to life than that? Isn't there something wrong here? Um, well, you can see how veganism, which offers you a way to not be such a vampire, is so alluring. 
Can't you? I mean, it promises to get you out of feeding and being fed on by others. It offers hope. And I'm making the case that it does not, in fact, offer hope. Uh, But a reasonable question to ask would be, does hope exist? You know, are we doomed to just feed or be fed on constantly, you know, kill or be killed? Well, there is hope, uh, but that kind of gets you into the religious or spiritual realm, and this show is really just about making you uh, healthier. But I think if you ask yourself whether there is hope on an existential level, you know, whether we're just animals playing out our roles or whether there is something more, I think you have an inkling that there is something more. Uh, But that hope is not found within a vegan diet or the anti-life beliefs of veganism. Because make no mistake, you know, the beliefs behind veganism, they feel good and kind and hopeful. But when you dig dig a little bit deeper, they're actually anti-life. They're anti-nature. And if you take them to their logical end, they will end up destroying your body. That's not that to say, you know, that there aren't people who can make it work. There are. There are happy vegans out there. Um, but just the philosophy and, and all, all the failures have a very logical explanation when you look under the hood. So I think some good questions to ask are, uh, you know, if I'm an emotional vampire and I get a little high off others having emotions, am I getting enough protein, fats, and carbs to feed the nature inside me? I think that's a good question. Uh, if I'm sick in some way, you know, where there's a mismatch between intake and outtake, you know, a healthy vampire needs more coming in than going out. That's that's the rules. Uh, so where is the discrepancy if I'm sick? Uh, am I am I giving more than I have to give? You know, um, these ideas. I've been thinking about them a lot, and they're going to lead to a show coming out here probably at some point in December with some really amazing health discoveries I've found. Uh, I'm still getting that show together. Uh, I still want to run a blood test for myself and some other stuff, but I am so excited to share it with you uh, when those come out. So I don't know. I hope you like this show. Just some of my thoughts. Uh, If you did, please share it to others, uh, you know, and tell me what you think. Let me know if any of these thoughts resonate with you. If, if you think I'm crazy or not, I'd love to have some discussions and I'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Be well.